Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Today we're talking about uh, arthritis and we're going to be talking about really um, just how it develops. Uh, So many people suffer with this, that 80% of all Americans um, suffer with back pain and a lot of that is related to osteoarthritis and degeneration in the spine. Um, Obviously, as a chiropractor, we see a lot of this. We see a ton of it. Yep, absolutely. And so we just thought that we wanted to we wanted to just go through this and really kind of unravel it and talk about what really happens. How does it develop? Why do some people have lots of osteoarthritis in the spine um, or degeneration in the spine? Last week we were talking about degenerative discs and degenerative disc disease, and we wanted to take it one step further and just talk about when the spine actually starts to develop arthritis and break down. Yeah, it's a it's a huge issue we had a we had so much feedback from last week's show you guys it was really incredible so i just i I just want to kind of express my gratitude right now to everybody listening because it was really amazing um the feedback we got from the show and i'm just and and honestly it's kind of why we wanted to extend out and you know we've talked a lot um through the summer on our show about a lot of different things a lot of gut issues a lot of um you know nutrition a lot of fitness a lot of a lot of different topics um but when we hit that when we hit that spinal health topic which is really you know what your expertise and babe, I mean, you know, we just had such amazing feedback that we just had to go back here again. Yeah, we we scheduled all the appointments that we talked about too last week. Um, just filled up all those spots, and um, just really awesome to see people already getting some amazing results. Um, you know, there's there's a law of something called a law of diminishing intent that you might have the intent to do something, and you might have the intent to. Um, you know, to change your diet, to start exercising, to uh, to call us and make an appointment. But if you don't act on that, then what happens is that law of diminishing intent says that the longer you wait, the less likely you are to do it. And so I just want to encourage you guys, you know, every week we talk about opening up appointments specifically for people who call in or, or what we've actually found is actually I think the easiest way to get in touch with us is go to our website, which is alignhealthcenter.com. Um, A-L-I-G-N healthcenter.com. And if you go to alignhealthcenter.com, you can actually put in a request for a new patient appointment right there. And what we found is that sometimes with the phone calls that, you know, people are, are waiting and trying to get through and we only have so many people answering. So go into the website at alignhealthcenter.com and uh, put in a new patient request. That's the best way to uh, get in touch with us, it seems like. Uh, the other thing was, we got a lot of um, people who had listened to last week's show that didn't realize that we had been on previously at the 7.30 hour and now moved to the to the 2 p.m. Uh, show. And so we just wanted to let you guys know, if you're listening to us for the first time, or if you listened to us last week and now you're back listening to us now, that you can find us um, podcasted on uh, iTunes. So you just go to iTunes or go to your podcast app on your phone, and uh, you can... Search for Align Your Health, which is the name of the show, and you will find all of our previous podcasts. Some really great stuff in there. Um, I know we've had a lot of uh, feedback on one of the fan favorite shows is um, that mindset show we did, I think, in September. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it was one of my favorites, too. So um, we we had a couple patients actually approach us this week who had recently listened to that and just loved that show. And um, you know what? I love one of the things I love, too, about meeting some of the patients that came in um, this past week from the radio show is that I feel like, first of all, we're already on the same wavelength. 
Like they, they get it. They listen, you know, they heard what was happening. We're on the same way. Like, and the second thing is, is that, um, I love that we can, we encountered a lot of people this week who are not waiting until the wheels fell off of their health to try to address a situation. Absolutely. Right. I mean, they were really, and, and here's the thing that the, a lot of, t- a lot of times we get caught in this trap of judging our health by how we feel. And how we feel in a moment doesn't always reflect the severity of our problem. So your body is designed to tune out pain over time. It's designed to tune out pressure. And if you really think about this, um, you you really like y- y- your body um, acclimates in such a amazing way and it's a beautiful thing yeah. but unfortunately sometimes there's some really big things going on um and so i loved meeting some people this week that were that they were like listen i know i'm going in a bad direction i'm going to stop it before i get there um and the wheels aren't falling off of this wagon i'm going to get i'm going to come in i'm going to get adjusted get checked yeah another amazing thing was we actually had people driving from other counties other states, other states even yep, um, yep. we had people coming in from other states this week multiple multiple people from other states searching for care and right. actually one of them was a, a young girl, um, which they're not getting any answers medically. And they had been listening to our show and they realized, man, maybe maybe her nervous system's at the heart of what's going on. So it's just really cool to be able to check people from, you know, driving from other states to come and uh, see us. So um, let's get to it and, and open this up. So when we're, we're talking about arthritis, you know, we you, you hear you hear uh you hear people talking about uh, arthritis and, and you know, it, it's, it tends to be something that you either hear older people talk about right. or someone who has a condition maybe at a younger age and, they, and that's a kind of an abnormal condition like, you know, rheumatoidism or something like that. But really when we talk about osteoarthritis of the spine, most people understand we're talking about when your spine's breaking down and deteriorating and really calcifying. If you don't know that that's what it is, then we're, we're going to, you know, explain that. But the term osteoarthritis, osteo means bone, arth comes from arthro meaning joint, and itis meaning inflammation. So it's bone joint inflammation. It's kind of a dumb name, honestly, because that doesn't really describe what, like you can't, even though technically doctors will point at an x-ray and say there's osteoarthritis, technically speaking, you can't point to joint inflammation like you you can't like on an x-ray you can't see joint inflammation right technically on an mri you can't see joint inflammation you can see fluid accumulation you can see but you can't actually see the inflammatory process right right, right. um so the name's kind of dumb and i don't like it but it's what we're left with and so <laughs> osteoarthritis when people say osteoarthritis particularly in the spine what they're talking about is degeneration right what they're talking about is the process by which the tissues in the spine are breaking down and deteriorating, right? So going back to what you said, that most of the time our bodies, we become, you know, uh, we start to become desensitized to things and our body adapts to the point where we don't really feel pain sometimes the extent that we should because our body's going through an adaptative process. And listen, if you don't believe in an adaptative process in your body, then have you ever been the person who was using your glasses to read something? You put your glasses on top of the head, on top of your head. You're watching TV for a while. You stand up and you're like, where are my glasses? And you're feeling all around. You're asking every, where are my glasses? Where did I put them? Where are they at? And the whole time they're on top of your head. That's an adaptative process that your body can adapt and you no longer are feeling that pressure of the glasses on your head, even though they're sitting right there. Right? I had no idea where you're going with that. <laughs> 
No, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so <laughs> glasses are on your head. You normally would feel it, but you don't feel it because your body has adapted to the pressure. Adapted to it. Yeah. Right. And so I like to use the example. Think of a cavity. When do you know you have a cavity? Usually you don't know until the cavity's already deep, right? Most people don't wake up one day and go, you know, I think my gallbladder might be dysfunctional a little bit. No, their gallbladder is <laughs> already shutting down by 50, 60%. Right, so right. those are things. And when it comes to spinal degeneration or osteoarthritis, it's very often the same way. By the time that people are actually feeling it, it's already been there a long time. If you feel like that might be you, then this is the show for you. And you need to really lean in and listen. Coming up, we're going to be talking about how does that degeneration develop, how does osteoarthritis happen, and what can you do to correct that. So give us a call at 513-755-3583. This is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. We're talking about spinal degeneration and spinal osteoarthritis. Um, where does it come from? How does it develop? So um, let's break that down. Uh, Ash, give me your before and this, I'm just putting you on the spot before you Uh-oh. understood this, or honestly, you know, I, I, I think there's some things I'm going to go over that I probably haven't, like we haven't gone in depth, you and I talking about this ourselves. Sure. But what, what did you, like your, like say before we met or before chiropractic, what were your initial assumptions about arthritis? So if I were to ask you like oh, spinal arthritis, right. osteoarthritis. Yeah. Um, I guess my assumption would be that um, it's for elderly people. It's probably something that my grandparents would have to worry about. I think the only times I really heard about arthritis was when people would say, don't crack your knuckles. <laughs> I think they would say, don't crack your knuckles, right? Or you'll get arthritis. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, it, it you know, it sounds painful when people have it. I, I you know, as a young person to hear um, older people complain about arthritis, it sounded like it was always something, you know, painful. But yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't know um, a long time ago. I didn't know like a, a lot about what arthritis was or, you know, as a condition. Sure. So it was, it was a whole lot of nothing. It was a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> it was a whole lot of just, you know, grandparents kind of. Uh, not not feeling well. If you were to visualize arthritis in your spine, what would it look like? Oh, uh, kind of Halloweeny. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I bring this up is because I just want you know, I, I, if you're feeling like that, if you if you're like arthritis, and then that sounds kind of enigmatic. Or, you know, I mean, it just like you're like, I don't even really have an idea. I, I know I have osteoarthritis or I've been told it, but I don't really have an idea. I just want you guys to know you're not alone. Like most people don't understand it. First of all, because like I said in the first few minutes of the show, that the term is terrible. Osteoarthritis does not depict what's going on. So let's go back and let's do an anatomy lesson, a spinal anatomy lesson. So I'm going to teach you guys. And um, I just want you to, to visualize this. I'm going to try to paint a really good picture for you. Everyone, um, think of your spine. And when you think of your spine, we're going to think of, about looking at someone's spine from the front. And so all of us know that when we look at the spine from the front, if you look at a skeleton, you can see the pelvis and the spine and the skull, that the spine's supposed to look straight. Right. So everyone knows that your spine's not supposed to be crooked or twisted. Um, that was a that was a shirt we were going to make. Uh, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah. A good chiropractic shirt. But, um, <laughs> but your spine's supposed to be straight from front to back. And the reason why is because those vertebrae are supposed to line up because they're load-bearing. Mm-hmm. And they're bearing the weight of your body. And uh, I think uh, one thing that 
most people probably know to some level, but they don't realize how, how much. Almost all the muscles in your body, the vast majority of them, the vast majority of the muscles in your legs, your upper arms, the vast majority of the muscles all through your trunk, your glutes, everything that moves, moves you, all of your ambulatory muscles attach to your spine just about. Virtually all of them. That's good. And so like your that. spine is literally what's being the muscles are pulling against your spine mm-hmm. to move your arm. <clears throat> They're pulling against your spine to move your leg when you walk. Yeah. To move your pelvis, there's literally muscles attaching from your spine to your extremity, and those muscles are contracting and pulling on your spine. And they're pulling sometimes very asymmetrically back and mm-hmm. forth, like when you're walking. And so your spine is supposed to be straight because if it's shifted more to one side than the other, then when the spine starts pulling, it's not pulling evenly. Yep. And you can start creating injuries both in muscle and in the spine. Now, from the side, when you look at your spine, it's supposed to have three curvatures to it. And these curves are really important. That these curves are structurally what give your spine all of its strength. They're supposed to average 45 degrees. Now, there's specific measurements. Your lumbar curve is supposed to be about 38 degrees, all the way up to your cervical curve, and your neck is supposed to be about 43 degrees. And those are not, um, those are specifics that that's what they should be to be the healthiest. Right. So, what happens is if we start losing the shape of the curvatures, we start loading parts of the spine unnaturally yep like the discs yep and the facet joints we start loading these joints unnaturally and we start putting too much load on them right when there's too much load on them then those tissues some vertebrae are going to be under more stress than others right like if you straighten out the neck entirely due to gravity and just weight the lower neck will be under more load than the upper neck yes yep right so if you had to guess what part of the neck was going to break down first, which part would it be? The lower or the upper? The one that's under the most stress, yeah, right? Yeah, it'd lower. be the lower part. Yep. And so one of the things that I hear all the time, and this one, it always makes me kind of chuckle. And when I say it to people, you know, I'll say, what is, what is one of the most common predictors or causes of osteoarthritis in the spine? And there's a resounding... Age. Age. Yes. Everyone says age. Yep. And then I go, okay... So this vertebra, and I'll point to a vertebra in a neck on a, on a patient and say, this vertebra has severe osteoarthritis, severe degeneration. If it's age-related, why doesn't this one? Because they're in the same, they're the same age. How do we know that? Because you're the same age. Because they're in the same body. <laughs> they're in the same body, right? right so if it was right? age-related, like your doctor often tells you that you know, arthritis, osteoarthritis, and, and degeneration is due to old age, then why the heck isn't the vertebra three, three segments above degenerating the same way? It's a great question. Because it has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with the shape of the spine and its ability to withstand pressure and stress based on the mechanics being in a healthy position. Now, time plays a factor. But not age, because I have 80 and 90-year-old patients with beautifully healthy spines and not very much degeneration at all. And then I have 30-year-old patients who have severe degeneration. And so the time plays a factor, but how long have they had structural issues and weaknesses in their spine? So let's refresh. Your spine needs to be straight from the front. It has to have three curves from the side. What can alter the shape of the spine, both from the front and the side? Sitting in front of a computer. Yes, yes. Right? So what do we always say? Poor. Poor posture. Right? 
And this is some what's interesting is we used to teach posture. We did. We did. I mean, you know what's funny is that when you go back, there's so many things that we have done foundationally that just seem so simple and easy. And, it and they seemed, were smart. They were smart. But I think they were so simple and so simple of concepts. And we actually didn't understand the gravity and the weight of maybe why we were doing them. Yep. And you ever notice that sometimes things get perpetuated, perpetuated, perpetuated. And you wonder, like, why are we still doing this? Like, everyone knows you have to have good posture. And right. do people really have that bad of posture if you don't walk around with a book on your head when you're in primary school? Right, right. And the answer is, yeah, they, they end up developing severely horrible posture. Severely, yep, yep. At times. Yes. And so poor posture from sitting in front of a computer or kids looking down at a desk for the you know first 20 years of their life or 18 years of their life. Right. And uh, God forbid, let's talk about uh, devices iPads, and electronics yeah. and iPads now. Yep, yep. I mean, the posture that you see is horrendous. The cell phones. And yep. one of the most common postures is called a hyperkyphotic posture. And that's where the head starts coming out in front of the body, right? Yep. yep. Some new names for it. Forward head posture. Text neck. Text neck, <laughs> which is now being called tech neck because tech it's technology yep. induced. And so literally, I mean, if you don't, if you're not careful about watching your posture, and if you don't go to a chiropractor, you can end up looking like Quasimodo, like, you know, the the, the hunchback of, of Notre Dame, because right, because you're you get the head out in, in front of the body, and you start getting that that you know, some of you guys know what I'm talking about that dowager's hump or the yes, bump and, at know, the base of the spine. My grandmother had that had that hump going on in her back, where you know, I, I remember. I think a lot of pe- people's grandmothers did. Yes, and you know what's interesting is that I always wondered, like. I always wondered if that was something that, you know, when you, cause you, you see your grandmother that has that and you're thinking, am I going to get like, is that something that you get? Yeah. Is that something that not, not only is it a hundred percent preventable, it's a hundred percent correctable. Right. The, the thing is you have a window in which you have to correct it. Yes. And it's kind of like, and I used the example a minute ago, like a cavity that your teeth can actually heal. And contrary to what a lot of dentists will tell you, that you can actually reverse cavities, very mild forms of cavities. When they first start, and when they're starting to to destroy that tooth, there are certain techniques like oil pulling and certain uh, things you can eat, like bone broth, that will actually help teeth heal. There's documented cases of this, that teeth can heal, just like any tissue. It's amazing. But it requires certain, you know, things. You have a window. Once that cavity gets too deep, you're not going back. You're not going to you're not going to, you know, repair a really deep cavity. So your spine's very much the same way that once once osteoarthritis of the spine and, and degeneration set in. Once you start developing those, you know, like the dowager's hump or some of these postural distortions, it's a matter of time before that degeneration gets so bad that it starts becoming less reversible. So if you're having a problem like that, you want to address it as soon as possible. And there is no better way. There is not a single better way to address any problem in the spine outside of a, you know, a, a pathological, you know, weird abnor- abnormality. Right. The, the things that you barely ever see. But the, the general stuff that we see day to day in degeneration, there is no better way to address any of those problems than with chiropractic care. So. Um, coming up, what I want to talk about is there's a law that you have to know to under, to, to really understand how degeneration affects you. It's called Wolf's Law. We'll talk about it. 
if you're interested in checking us out, give us, give us a look on the web at alignhealthcenter.com. You can schedule, uh, request a new patient appointment there, and then give us a call at 513-755-3583. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan and my wife Ashley, and we are Align Your Health radio show on 55KRC. We're talking about osteoarthritis and degeneration, and we're just getting ready to go into something called Wolf's Law. I love that you're talking about Wolf's Law, and you know, the interesting thing is is that... One one of the one of our favorite things about um, <laughs> about our show about ourselves <laughs> one of the great pieces of feedback that we get um, from patients that come in and people that we talk to about this show is that um, this isn't just anecdotal like our experiences in the clinic with patients which I love sharing those stories but I think the, one of the beautiful things that we get to is when we get to these really concrete pivotal studies that have been done that show us undeniably something that's happening like. Uh, a principle of health that we can all um, walk away with and have a better understanding of how our body works and how we live a long time. Because I think the ultimate goal that everyone has is we want to be here for a long time. We want to be here for, you know, we have young kids. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them get married. I want to meet my grandkids. I want to, you know, maybe I'm going to meet a great grandkid one day. I want to live a very long, healthy, vibrant life. And I don't want to end up in a nursing home at the end of it. I want to have vitality. I want to, I want to, you know, be spry. You nailed it right there. So every, everyone wants two things. They want longevity and vitality. Exactly. And I think most people would actually trade off a little bit of longevity for having vitality. Like right. they, yes. they would rather live to be 65 to 70 and be healthy till the end than be live to be 90 but be miserable for 30 years of it. But Absolutely. the reality is we want both, right? Like you yeah. said, you want to be able to enjoy life. Like I want to be the spry 90-year-old. I want to yeah. still be adjusting patients and moving around. I want people to be like, you know, old Dr. Ryan. Exactly. You know. And hey, we've had some majorly famous chiropractors that came out of Cincinnati that were still adjusting in their 90s. Yeah. H.R. Reaver, Herbert Ross Reaver, adjusting to his 90s. And then uh, my kids last night, we were watching something and there was a, a short clip of Jack LaLanne. Yeah. And Jack LaLanne was talking about sugar and he was talking in the 50s about how much we were eating too much sugar. And what's interesting is I... I I told them a little bit about who he was, and I said, you know, do you guys know? And some of you guys may not know this, but Jack Lane was actually uh, probably one of the more famous chiropractors, like, because yep. everyone knew him, but uh, not a lot of people knew he was a chiropractor. Right. But, yeah, and, and look at, he lived, I mean, he was doing, like, one-arm push-ups on Larry King Live when he was, like, 90 or something like that. <laughs> this guy was amazing. He was, like, I don't even know if some of the legends about him are actually true. I know I know he swam with, like, 70 rowboats. <laughs> he was pulling 70 rowboats on his 70th birthday across I don't know, like other crazy <laughs> stories about him. This guy was incredible and was under chiropractic care. And so I think that's yep. like that's something like let's get let's get back. So Wolf's Law. Yeah, so yeah, walk us through Wolf's so, Law. So Wolf's Law states this that God designed your spine, okay? That's not that's not Wolf's Law, but I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you something first and then go into Wolf's Law. God designed your spine, he designed it to have a certain shape to it, structure. He's an architect, he knows what's going on, and so he created this amazing functioning body. So your spine has to be straight from front to back, have three um, curves from the side. Those three curves have to have very specific structure to them or else they begin to break down. And then the last thing your spine needs is movement. It needs lots of movement. And so that's where our sedentary lifestyles, when I say sedentary, I mean we're sitting at a desk for eight hours a day or maybe we drive a vehicle for a couple hours a day and then sit at a desk. Or, But it starts even, even think about it in school, kids sit at desks all day long. 
So we have these sedentary lifestyles, no movement in our spine. And when you start sitting in positions and not moving, then your spine starts to lose the curvatures, postural distortions start to take place. And what Wolf's Law says is that when you no longer have those three curvatures in the right position, and when you no longer have the alignment, then what happens is stress starts ending up on some vertebra more than others. And just rewind a little bit, when your spine's in the perfect position that it's supposed to be in the way God designed it, there is equal pounds per square inch throughout the entire structure of the spine. That's why the vertebra up top are smaller. The ones down lower are bigger. That's why the discs increase in size. That's why you have the curvatures is because what all of those things are doing, the way God designed you, is that every single, your neck vertebra are under the same amount of load as your low back vertebra. It's amazing. Right? Even though your low backs technically should be taking on more of the load, the way it's designed, the PSIs are the same throughout, that the pounds per square inch are the same throughout. Unless you start losing the posture of the spine, unless your alignment of your spine starts to deteriorate. To break down. Now the PSIs, the pounds per square inch, the pressure is going to be increased in certain areas more than other areas. That can't be good. So you're, you start to lose that curve in your neck, and your neck starts to straighten out, and then you're using your iPhone, so your head starts coming forward, and you develop this thing called forward head posture. Forward head posture leads to that dowager's hump because the spine starts curving the wrong way and creating that bump in the back where the spinous processes are, and then all the load on the discs starts to attract calcification to the area because the load itself creates an electrical phenomenon within the tissue that creates a uh, an, an, an ionic drawing in of calcification. And that's what Wolf's Law says is the load causes this process where there's calcification that gets attracted to the area and the calcification actually first starts affixing on the ligaments. And then the ligaments harden up so much that it looks like the bones are actually starting to grow and deform. Wow. Okay, so so for... So a, a a very brief high overview of that is that structurally speaking, things get out of whack and then things get out of whack in terms of your alignment, your, right. the way your spine's moving and functioning. Right. And then it starts to calcify and break down due to unequal stress and load on certain areas. That's why you'll find osteoarthritis and degeneration in, in certain areas and not others. Got it. So then someone goes in their doctor or their or their orthopedist or their neurosurgeon, he goes, oh, you have all this degeneration in here and blah, 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 and, and you have calcification of these discs and this is where your pain's coming from. And it's nonsense. That's not where your pain's coming from. The only way you can perceive pain at all are through nerve endings. Right. And the bones don't really have a whole lot of nerve endings and the discs don't have a whole lot of nerve endings. So how in the world is the degeneration what's causing you pain? So then they start blaming on, oh, you have a bone spur here. It's poking the nerve. No, that's usually not what happens because that's not even where most of the bone spurs form. What happens is that load on the disc that's abnormal has now started causing that disc to swell and it's putting pressure on the nerve. That or the vertebra is so far out of position that it's actually putting tension and pressure or even pinching the nerve. So what you have to do in any of those situations is start getting a movement back in the spine and then starting to restore the proper movement and function and get the curvatures back and get the alignment back because the pain's coming through the nervous system. Okay, so I have two <clears throat> questions for you. And my first question is, and I, and you know, I think that you I think that you're kind of alluding to this in what you're just saying, but 
if you if if bone if the movement if those bones shifting out of position is causing um this stress and then in turn causing this pain and then causing bigger issues to happen can can you fix that yeah so the degeneration itself cannot really be reversed a whole lot once it's gotten to the bone level right. so this is what we were talking about like with a cavity you have that window if yep. you have some disc degeneration your discs actually can rehydrate they lose some fluid as there's pressure on them and then you go back and listen to our, our podcast from last week. We talk about that. But they can also regain fluid through a process called hysteresis. So if you get the alignment corrected, or sorry, through a process called imbibition, if you get the alignment corrected and get the curves back in your spine, yeah, you can actually get volume back into those discs. Yeah. And so that's awesome. That's one of the reasons we use like the wobble cushion in the yes, office. Yes. And, and we have patients do certain exercise, certain movement, or use certain forms of traction is because they're about imbibing the disc and getting fluid back in. Right. And if you want to see what we're talking about there, if you want to become a patient, go on to AlignHealthCenter.com, schedule one of those new patient appointments. You can get in. You'll understand everything that he was just saying there with, with the, with the um, you know, we have a very distinct, specific kind of um, process that we go through with our patients. And, and, and that's kind of what, not kind of, that's exactly what sets us apart you know, in the chiropractic space. Yeah. I mean, we're one of the few offices really, you know, in, in the, in the area and, and one of, you know, a handful of a couple hundred offices really all over the country that do what we do in terms of having very predictable ways of addressing the spine and getting correction back into it. Okay. But I have one last question for you. So, so when you're talking about Wolf's Law, we're talking about, you know, so you're answered, can we, can we come back from, you know, some of the damage there? My next question is, is that so you have so let's say that you have some pain right your 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 spine's out of position you're feeling pain and nobody likes to be in pain but are there other implications outside of just being in pain that go along with what we're talking about in Wuslaw. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I think the big one that everyone talks about when they're older is like losing height. Losing height and and posture, right? As their posture starts to distort and they start losing height. Um, one of the things I want to talk about coming up is that, you know, when we lose height from degeneration, that has a direct impact on longevity and it has a direct impact on our mortality rates. So spinal degeneration is not only painful, it literally destroys our health and destroys our life. So uh, we're going to really talk about how and then how to reverse that up next on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. We are talking about arthritis, spinal degeneration, a lot of hot topics today. This is really exciting. I mean, honestly, this is the kind of stuff that I get really excited about. And one of the amazing things um, that we were just ending with, and we're going to we're gonna come back to right now, um, Ryan, you were walking us through the connection between your spine and longevity. And I have never, ever, ever in my life heard this put together in a linear fashion. And I am so excited to talk about this. Yeah. And the cool thing is this, you know, this comes out of the archives of internal medicine. And uh, so it's not even chiropractic research. It's actually medical research. But, you know, there was a study done with, <clears throat> so this is a 20 year study of 4,200 men, over 4,200 men. They were ages 60 to 79 years old when the study ended. So... They started off 40 to 59 years old and were 60 to 79 years old. And over those 20 years, they found that those who had lost three centimeters or more of height 
were 64% more likely to die and also more likely to suffer coronary heart disease events than men who had lost less than one centimeter of height. So we're talking a two centimeter difference, right? You could lose one centimeter, but if you lost three centimeters, you were 64% more likely to die and have a heart attack or some sort of heart disease. That's horrible news. And you know, what's crazy is that we're not, you know, as, as much as it's sad, you know, we all want to stay tall and we all want to, you know, not shrink and lose any height. And I think that, you know, I've heard, I've heard older, you know, my grandparents talk before and say, oh, you know, I, I got shorter as I got older. And, and I think sometimes people kind of accept that is the thing that happens when you get older. And so I think that this is such an interesting thing to say, like, no, it's not only is it something that you shouldn't just go with and accept, but it's actually linked to, to your mortality. Yeah, we had a we had a patient named Herb uh, who came in and I remember he was so excited. He uh, he was under care for probably a month. And uh, he had his medical exam every year, right? Yep, yep. And he, he, number one, he was getting healthier. He was going to go in. He was excited to talk to his doctor about coming off some medication, which he ended up doing, which is really awesome. He was able to decrease, I think, blood pressure medication or something yeah. because, he, because, you know, his nervous system was getting healthier. It was regulating his blood pressure better. But the one thing he got really excited about, he got adjusted one morning, went to his doctor's appointment, came back to my office, literally ran back in the door, and he goes, we have a celebration board where we write down celebrations every month of um, yes. healings that are taking place and medications people are coming off of and things like that. And he runs in the office and he goes, write this down, write this down. <laughs> We're like, Herb, what are you doing back here? And he's like, eight, he was like 82, 83 years old. And he goes, I, when I was a young man, I used to be well over six foot two or, or sorry, well over six foot or whatever it was. And he said, and now that I'm an old man, I haven't been over six foot in two decades. Oh my gosh. And he said, I just went to my doctor's office and I measured over six foot for the, t- and, you know, he goes, and my doctor measured me a couple of times, said, how could this be? Like, how do you get shorter and then get taller? Yep. And then he told me, he said, I've been seeing, and he, uh, he used to call me, I think he called me Dr. Voodoo or whatever he called me. Because when he came in, he was a pretty skeptical patient. He's 80 years old. He was never right, under chiropractic right. care his whole life. So he said, I've been seeing Dr. Voodoo over there. And his medical doctor's like, who in the world is Dr. Voodoo? But, but you know, but we should have written this. people look at it like that. People, well, and listen, like, was It makes excited. sense. His spine's breaking down. It's yes. deteriorating because... Yep. Because there's no movement in his spine, his poor posture, and so what's happening is his spine's deteriorating. And look what's happening as it's deteriorating: his heart's starting to go through heart disease. He's starting to develop high blood pressure. He was starting to develop some other issues. His breathing wasn't even that great. And the funny thing was, you know, that that piece that I just read a second ago. Let me go back to that because listen to this: cardiovascular disease, respiratory disease, and non other non cancer diseases accounted for the, most of the additional deaths in men who lost three centimeters more or more of height during that 20-year study of 4,200 men. So why? Because they weren't getting adjusted. I mean, we, we say it like this, and I know you and I believe this, but we look at chiropractic not unlike brushing your teeth. If you have teeth, you should take care of them. Right. And if you have a spine, which all if you're listening right now, you do. Right. You should take care of it. Right. But nobody's ever taught you how to take care of your spine because the medical profession does not talk about that. And Absolutely. you can't stretch and you can't, you know, the, the, there's no amount of stretching you're going to do to get your spine back into a healthier position. Right. If it's taken 20 years to get that way, you need to get adjusted. You need to get spinal adjustments. Exactly. And listen, if somebody said to me, 
brush your teeth and you have a 64% chance of living a longer life and not dying of cardiovascular disease, respiratory disease, and other non-cancerous diseases, there would be there would be not a single person on the planet that wouldn't pick up a toothbrush and do it every single day, probably twice a day, maybe even more oh, than but that. Oh, here's the thing. Chiropractic patients, significantly lower hospital visits every year. Chiropractic right. patients, significantly lower amounts of medication, significantly lower medical bills. I mean, chiropractic itself is health insurance. It is. It absolutely is. I mean, chiropractic itself is health insurance. Every dollar you spend getting good corrective chiropractic care, you're literally going to maintain and restore health over time. You know, here's the thing. Most, most, uh, most insurance, the premiums are pretty high. Right. And really the dividends are terrible. Like you right. don't get anything back for your money. Chiropractic, actually the premiums are pretty low. And what you get back in return, the dividends are way high. Are absolutely amazing. And that's why, I mean, listen, I think that it is absolutely almost criminal that nobody has heard, like that we have, that we aren't talking about this, that, ev- that this isn't on the newspaper. This isn't on the front page of your newspaper. When you open up Facebook, this isn't the first thing on your newsfeed that you could actually live longer by getting chiropractic adjustments. Like, th- that, like so, this was a study that proves that. So here, here's something um, I want to wrap up with this today is parents. I want you to do this with your kids. I want you to have your kids stand in front of you, but I want you to have, have them stand profile so you're looking at the side of them. You can do this if you're an adult, too. Do this with your spouse or do this with uh, – don't do it with strangers. They, they, they're gonna, <laughs> they won't understand. That's weird. Yeah. But do it with a spouse or do it with a kid or something like this. And I want you to look at somebody from the side, their ear. If you look at their ear, if you dropped a plumb line straight down from their ear, their ear should line up with the center of their shoulder. And the center of their shoulder should line up with the center of their hip, and the center of their hip should line up with the center of their knee, and the center of their knee should line up with the center of their ankle. But, in fact, pull out your cell phone and take a picture of of somebody from the side. And what you'll realize is most people, the number one postural distortion that we have is forward head posture, forward head syndrome, that you're going to notice that the center of that ear is an inch or an inch and a half out in front of the body. I want to read you guys. This comes out of Physiology Physiology of the Joints, Volume 3 by Kampanji. This is one of the textbooks that I had to go through when I was in school. But this is what they said about forward head posture and forward head syndrome. Incorrect position of the head leads to improper spinal function. For every inch forward of forward head posture... It can increase the relative weight of the head on the spine by 10 pounds. The head forward posture can add up to 30 pounds of abnormal leverage on the cervical spine. So if your spine has 30 more pounds of stress on it every day, what do you think is going to happen? Well, here's what they said. Can't be good. Forward head posture results in a loss of vital capacity. Lung capacity is depleted as much as 30%. Here's an exercise. Sit up straight, take a big breath, fill up your lungs as much as you can. Now breathe out. Now move your head forward as far as you can into forward head posture. Move it forward. A couple inches. Try to take a big breath, and you can only get a portion of the air into your lungs. Yeah. So literally as you develop forward head posture, you, you start destroying your ability to Breathe in air into your lungs. Lung capacity, the loss of lung capacity leads to heart and blood vascular problems. This is out of Physiology of the Joints, Volume 3. 
and the entire gastrointestinal system is affected, particularly the large intestine, loss of good bowel peristaltic function and evacuation, meaning your ability to go to the bathroom, is extremely common. Oof. Freedom of motion in the first four cervical vertebrae becomes lost, so it leads to headaches and damage in the neck. This area is a major source of stimuli that it causes the production of endorphins. And basically what they end up saying by the end of this is forward head posture causes loss of healthy spine body motion and destroys our health. This is something that almost every kid in the United States is developing right now. This is why Hippocrates said, look well to the spine for the cause of disease. And this is why the American Surgeon General said that this is one of the first generations to not outlive their parents because they're already exhibiting signs that they'll be developing degeneration in their spine, which is going to cause a loss of vitality and mortality over time. So how do you get that corrected? Give us a call or go on our website. Our phone number is 513-755-3583, and the website is alignhealthcenter.com. Until next week, this is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.